I think it would be safe to say that most people want to excel in life. In fact, I can't imagine anyone just wanting to be average. But just in case I'm wrong, let me ask a question here. Who here does not want to excel in life? Go ahead. Now, there's always a few. Is there anyone out there that just wants to be average? You know, I saw a person start to do that, and the parents said, no, don't do that. Well, I just want you to understand that there's always a few that say, I just want to be average. Well, for those of you who just want to be average, let me just tell you that all you need to do is really listen to my introduction, and then after my introduction, you can tune me out. That sound all right? Good. Now, for those of you who want to excel in life, let me give you the secret. The secret to excelling in life is going the extra mile in all that you do. Now, what do I mean by going the extra mile? Well, going the extra mile is a figure of speech. And basically what it means is to go above and beyond what is expected of you. So what I'm telling you is if you want to excel in life, you have to go above and beyond what's expected of you in every area of your life. And if you don't want to excel, you just want to live an average life, just do what's required of you and nothing more. In other words, you just do enough to get by and then you'll be an average Joe. Now, for those of you who want to live an average life, you can go ahead and leave. It really doesn't bother me. I'll be honest with you, I don't want to waste your time. And all I'm going to be talking about is excelling in life. So if you just want to be an average Joe, just go ahead and walk on out. I promise you, it doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when you walk out and then come back in. Now, if you're too embarrassed to get up and leave, well, just tune me out and think about something else. So, the secret to excelling in life is being willing to go the extra mile, willing to go above and beyond what's expected of you. Now, does everyone know where that figure of speech comes from? It actually comes from one of Jesus' commandments in the Sermon on the Mount. If you would, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse number 41. Jesus said this, And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Now, let me explain what Jesus meant by this. During the time of Jesus Christ, most of the known world was under the control of the Roman Empire. And to maintain control over their empire, the Romans built over 50,000 miles of superhighways. Now, I'm sure many of you are thinking, superhighways? Come on, Alan. What do you mean, superhighways? Well, actually, they built over 50,000 miles of roads paved with stones. And the reason they did this is because they wanted their military and their military equipment to be able to be moved throughout their empire very quickly. So if a nation began to rebel against the Roman Empire, they could get their military there and their military equipment there very quickly and squash the rebellion. They also did something else. They enacted a law that allowed any Roman soldier to force a Jewish man 13 years or older to carry their load for one mile. In other words, their backpack or their equipment. And refusing to do so was not an option. Because if you refused, the Roman soldier had every right to kill you on the spot. And they were encouraged to do so by their officers. And the reason they were encouraged to do so is because Rome knew that if they tolerated the least little bit of, of uh, rebellion or disobedience, their entire empire would fall. Now, this law was the reason that Simon had to carry the cross of Jesus. Most of us don't realize that. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Matthew, chapter 27, verse number 32. 
This is during the passion of Jesus. Jesus has already been flogged, and now he is having to carry his cross to the place where he's going to be crucified. But because of what he's gone through, he doesn't have the strength to do it, and he falls. He's totally exhausted. So what did the Roman soldiers do? We'll look at verse 32. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. Now, I want you to underline the word compelled. Compelled is translated from the Greek word angaruo, which means to force a person to perform a public service. In other words, they didn't ask him to. They didn't talk him into it. They forced him to perform this public service. And this is the same word that Jesus is using in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 41. When Jesus said, and whoever compels you, in other words, whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. But my point is this. Simon did not have a choice. He was forced to carry the cross of Jesus Christ by the Roman soldiers, whether he liked it or not. Now, to the Jews, this was the ultimate humiliation because they didn't have a choice in the matter. In essence, they were being treated like slaves for the period of time it took to travel one mile. So the Jews had it down to a science. A Roman mile was 5,000 feet, not 5,280 feet like ours, huh? A Roman mile was 5,000 feet. So they taught their sons how to take steps that were exactly two and a half feet. From the heel of the back foot to the big toe on the lead foot, exactly two and a half feet. And the way they did that is that they measured a specific distance between two points close to their home, and they would tell their children how many steps they needed to take in order to cover that distance, emphasizing that the steps needed to be equal distance. And they were required to walk that distance every day until they could take a two and a half foot step in their sleep. Bible scholars tell us that a Jewish man in Christ's day could step off one mile and be accurate within one yard. I'm not joshing you. That's the truth. A Jewish man in Christ's day could step off one mile and be accurate within one yard. And the way they actually taught this to their children is they would go out and they would take a stake and they would drive it in the ground and they would measure out exactly 50 feet. And they would tell their sons, the daughters didn't have to do this. You need to take 20 steps. Each step needs to be equal to each other, equal distance. And they would walk off 20 steps until they could take a step that was two and a half feet every time. So by the time their sons were 13 years old, they could count off 2,000 steps and know with certainty that they had fulfilled the one-mile requirement within a yard. So without a word, once they did this for the Roman soldiers, they would stop and they would drop the load and they wouldn't go a step further. And that was their way of being defiant. They did the bare minimum and nothing more. And then Jesus came along and he said, whoever forces you to go one mile, go two. In other words, don't just do the bare minimum and refuse to do any more. No. I expect you to go above and beyond what's expected of you. Now, what Jesus was teaching doesn't just apply to first century Judaism. Huh? What Jesus was teaching still applies today, and it applies to everything we do. You see, the majority of us 
have trained ourselves to do just the bare minimum. Just enough to get by. And we've got it down to a science, people. And if anyone expects any more from us, we become defiant and we refuse. And that's how most people live their lives. But Jesus came along and Jesus said to go the extra mile. To go above and beyond what's expected of you. Now, I'm going to give you a principle. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. I want you to go the second mile for those of you who are not taking notes. And I want you to write this down. The first mile is what people expect of you. The second mile is what Jesus expects of you. And I'm going to use work as an example. When you go to work, you get a job description. The job description is what your boss expects of you. People, that is the first mile. Remember, the first mile is what people expect of you. Now, if you go above and beyond your job description, you are going the second mile. So let me say this again. The first mile is what people expect of you. The second mile is what Jesus expects of you. Jesus expects you to do above and beyond your job description in everything. He expects you to do above and beyond your job description as a husband, as a wife, as a volunteer. Whatever capacity that you're operating in, I want you to understand that Jesus expects you to go the extra mile. He expects you to take it to the next level. Now, why does Jesus expect us to go the extra mile? Well, it's because Jesus expects us to do great things. Do you know what makes our church a great church? I guess that's kind of vain to say that we have a great church. But would you agree we have a great church? But the reason we have a great church is because of our staff. Our staff and our volunteers are willing to go the extra mile. Go above and beyond what's expected of them. Do you know what makes a business a great business? It's the employees going the extra mile. Going above and beyond what's expected of them. Do you know what makes an employee a great employer or employee? It's going the extra mile. It's going above and beyond what's expected of them. Now, do you see a pattern here? I do. And here's what I see. Going the extra mile is what turns something average into something great. Let me say that again because that's really a principle. Let me explain what a principle is. A principle is a fundamental truth that explains how something works. So if I'm teaching marriage principles, I am teaching you fundamental truths that explains how a marriage works. If I'm teaching financial principles, I am teaching you fundamental truths that explains how finances work. Well, let me just give you a life principle here. When you go the extra mile, it turns the average thing that you're doing into something great. That's the benefit of going the extra mile. And that's why Jesus wants us to go the extra mile in everything we do, even in things we don't like. So let me break it down for you. Average people and average organizations are only willing to go the first mile. Great people and great organizations are willing to go the extra mile. And that's what differentiates the two. That's what differentiates an average church from a great church. That's what differentiates an average business from a great business. That's what differentiates an average employee from an great employee. In fact, let me just go a little bit further. Because the majority of people just want to be average, 
They just want to do what's required of them, do the job and go home. They always get upset with the other employees that go the extra mile. Have you ever noticed that? Why do they get upset? Because you're making them look bad. And they go, well, you're doing more than you're supposed to. Well, who told you you're doing more than you're supposed to? Jesus said we're supposed to go the extra mile. So people, if you want to do great things, what do you need to do? Well, you need to be willing to go the extra mile. You're going to have to be willing to go above and beyond what's expected of you. Now, contrary to what most people believe, going the extra mile can and does apply to almost every area of your life, not just in business. And I'm going to prove that to you. And to do that, I want to look at a few of the things that Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount. So turn with me, if you would, to the book of Matthew, chapter 5. I'm going to read the verses uh, that actually precede where Jesus said to go the extra mile. Look at verses 38 and 39. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also. Now, let's apply going the extra mile to this situation. What is the first mile? The first mile is what people expect of you. What is the second mile? What Jesus expects of you. So the first mile is not to hit anyone. You see, I'm to do unto others as I would have them do unto me. That's the golden rule. And because I don't want others going around hitting me, I'm not going to go around hitting other people. That's what's expected of me. Not to hit people. But if someone hits me, they hit me first. I have every right to hit them back. That's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I'm not going to go around hitting people, but if someone comes up and hits me, then they're going to get an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But Jesus said, go the extra mile. If someone hits you, we just naturally expect for you to hit them back. But Jesus said, I want you to go above and beyond what's expected of you expected of you, and not retaliate. I want you to turn the other cheek. Wow. That is going above and beyond what others expect of you. Do you realize that this one principle of going the extra mile applies to almost every commandment that Jesus taught? Jesus taught that husbands need to go above and beyond what the rabbis were teaching. Jesus taught that wives are to go above and beyond what the rabbis were teaching. Jesus came along and said, you have been taught this, but I say unto you. In every instance, he was saying, this is what's expected of you, but I expect more from you. I expect you to go the second mile. I expect you to go above and beyond what everyone else expects. Now turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse number 40. I'll give you another instance. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. Now, you don't really understand what Jesus is teaching here unless you understand the Jewish law in his day. So let me just explain some things about the Jewish law in Christ's day. If you sued someone and won, and you were awarded a certain amount of money as part of the judgment... If that person did not have enough money to pay you, then the Jewish law allowed you to be able to take their possessions in lieu of the money with certain restrictions. As an example, if you sued someone and you won, 
and the judge awarded you a certain amount of money and they didn't have it, you could go in and you could say, well, I'm going to take your table and chair. I'm going to come in and I'm going to take this and that. You could literally take their tunic. You could take their shirt, or their, yes, their shirt off of their back. But you couldn't take their coat. And that was actually in the Jewish law during the time of Christ. That if you sued someone, you could take the shirt off of their back, but you couldn't take their coat. So, what Jesus is saying is this. If you've done something wrong, and you are supposed to make restitution, don't just do what's required of you. You go above and beyond what's expected of you. You go the extra mile to make things right. And this is what I want you to see. Jesus was telling us that we're supposed to go the extra mile to make things right. You know, it's kind of funny. But when I do something wrong, I want to apologize about it. And I'll apologize for it. And I still feel bad. So I'll apologize about it again. And now my wife has learned after about the third or fourth time to come to me and say, you need to quit apologizing. Everyone knows you're sorry. But you see, I, I, I want to go the extra mile. I want to do, go above and beyond to make things right. Don't just give them the shirt off your back. Give them your coat also. So as you can see, going the extra mile can and does apply to almost every area of your life. Now, some of you are probably thinking, because it's human nature to do so, you're probably thinking, What's in it for me? Why should I go the extra mile? Well, let me give you four things that are in it for you. All right? If you want to know what's in it for you. First of all, it's going to make you a better person. Because you're going to go above and beyond what's expected of you instead of doing the bare minimum just to get by. So you're going to be a step above the average person. You're going to be a step above the average employee, the average husband, the average volunteer, the average father. Who wants to be just average? If you want people to look at you and say, there's something special about them, what you've got to do is go the extra mile. Let me quote Charles Adams. Here's what he said. No one ever attains imminent success by simply doing what is required of him. It is the amount and excellence of what is over and above the required that determines the greatness of ultimate distinction. Now let me boil that down. In other words, what he said was, success comes from going the extra mile. If you want to be great, not average, you've got to go the extra mile mile. That is what will differentiate you from everyone else. Secondly, your relationships will be better. The truth is we get out of a relationship what we put into it. If I do the bare minimum that I have to to make a relationship work, I'm going to have a weak relationship with that person at best. But if I go above and beyond what's expected to make a relationship work, I'm going to have a great relationship with that other person. As Madeline Bridges once said, give the world the best that you have and the best will come back to you. And people, that is true in relationships. As I said, you only get out of a relationship what you put into it. Now, I would put Lisa and my marriage as one of the top marriages in the world. We have a tremendous marriage. But the reason we have a tremendous marriage is because we put a lot of work into our marriage. And I think the thing that has always shocked Lisa and I is that when couples are about ready to get a divorce, 
Before they go to the lawyer, they always want to stop by the church. And they always want to give the excuses as to why they, this marriage is not going to work. And so as we begin to listen to all of this, the one thing that always sticks out is the wife is now to the point where she's only giving the minimum requirement and the husband's to the point where he's only giving the minimum requirement of what they have to give to each other. Well, I'm not hitting her. Well, I'm not throwing things at her. You know, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. But what I look is, neither one are going above and beyond what's required in a relationship. And the reason they have a bad marriage is they're getting out of it what they're putting into it. Jesus understood that in order for you to have an abundant life, you were going to have to apply this principle to your life. You see, Jesus didn't just come to give us eternal life. Jesus came to give us an abundant life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you ha might have it more abundantly. Jesus understood, though, that in order for you to have a quality life, you've got to go above and beyond what's required of you. People don't get this. Everyone wants to be great. Everyone wants to have wonderful things. Everyone wants to be a success in business, a success here and a success there, but they're not willing to do what's necessary in order to be successful. Number three, the third benefit. Going the extra mile opens up the doors of opportunity. To quote Napoleon Hill, the man who does more than he's paid for will soon be paid for more than he does. People, if you want to be noticed at work, just go above and beyond what's expected of you. I promise you, you will stand out. While everyone else is standing around because there's nothing else to do, maybe you're sweeping the floors. Maybe you're going in and cleaning the bathrooms. I don't know what the job is, but if you go above and beyond what you're expected to do, I promise you, your employer will notice. Your other co-workers will notice, and they won't like you for it because that's human nature. You're making them look bad. But you need to understand that when you go above and beyond, you get noticed. And when you do more than what you're getting paid for, pretty soon you're going to get paid for doing less. In a sense, you're going to get paid more than what you're actually doing. Because that is a principle. And last but not least, you're going to get to go to your grave knowing that you lived a life above and beyond the average person. You didn't just have an average marriage. You had a great marriage. You didn't just have an average relationship with your children. You had a great relationship with your children. You weren't just an average worker. And they said, well, Joe went. We gave him a gold watch. They said, how are we going to do it without him? I'm telling you, I don't think we can find someone to fill his spot. That's the type of life you want to live. The bottom line is this. What God expects is not the first mile. God expects you to go the extra mile in every area of your life. Now, this is the time that you make New Year's resolutions. So I'm going to ask you to make two this morning. I want you to pick two areas in your life, one at work, one at home, in which you're going to go the extra mile. It might be, I'm going to pick up my dirty underwear off the bathroom floor for my wife. Maybe that's what you think is going above and beyond what's expected of you. But I want you to pick one place 
It might be I'm going to go on a, uh, a date night with my wife once a month and I'm going to be romantic. I am not a romantic person. She doesn't even expect me to be romantic. But I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to make reservations at a nice restaurant. I'm going to go pick up some roses. I'm going to go home and I'm going to say, honey, we're going out. I've already made arrangements for the, the uh, babysitter. You didn't tell her to make the arrangements. You didn't, you didn't go in and tell her to do all of these things. You did it on your own. And she's thinking, I can't believe he did this for me. You're going above and beyond what's expected of you. I promise you, you will get out of your relationship more than what you put into it if you do those type of things. At work, I want you to pick out some place where you say, you know, I've only been doing what's required of me. But I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to do what Jesus said. I'm forced to do this because this is my job description. This is what the boss expects, but I'm going to go above and beyond. You might be the one that goes in and cleans out the break room in the morning. You get there early before you ever clock in, and you clean up the break room because your business is too small to actually hire someone to come up and clean it, and it's a community effort, but you come in and you make it shine. And someone comes up, why did you do that? Well, you're a brown noser. No, 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 no. It's because Jesus said, if anyone forces you or compels you to go one mile, I say to go two. That's what Jesus wants you to do. So I want you to make two New Year's resolutions. One in your area of business and one in the area at home. And you fulfill those. 